if you want to increase your chances of someone buying your high ticket offers, then stay with me because we've all been there in our businesses and it's something we'll probably never escape from. And that's the dreaded moment when you're so close to closing that sale and your customer says, I really like this, but I'm not sure. And it's at this moment that the outcome of your precious sale dangles above your head like the sword of Damocles. Now, it's surprising just how many business owners have a really great offering, but they start their sales conversations without any prep around understanding and navigating the potential objections a customer might have about making the purchase. Now, as an introvert entrepreneur, I hate selling more than spiders and I'm absolutely terrified of those. So when it comes to handling customer objections, I like to use a couple of strategies to work around them. And also it builds my own confidence. So today I'm going to share with you five things that you can easily do to tap into your ideal paying clients mindsets in advance and mitigate their objections and go on to sell your high ticket offers. So I'm Lord Bradley. I'm a business strategist and author of Grow Your Tribe. And I show coaches and service-based entrepreneurs how to scale a business beyond seven figures by working smarter and not harder. All right, so let's dive on in. So as they say, knowledge is power. And the more you know about your ideal paying client and the more you know about your offering, the better you'll be able to work out if the two are going to be a good match. And it's absolutely normal during any selling process to face wobbles and objections from your prospective buyer. So you need to anticipate objections in advance and then you need to know how you're going to deal with them. So if you're going to do this, then it's really important that you dig deep into the hearts and minds of your ideal paying clients. Now, I've got five really easy tips of how you can start to reduce those objections before you start selling your high ticket offers. So let's get started with the first one. And this one is to create an ideal paying customer profile. And this is also sometimes called an ideal client avatar. Now then, I'm going to say this here because it's important. Avoid the temptation to skip this step because it's important to create one because it works. Now, I have another episode that will help you to find your ideal client on my website. So if you need to do some more work around that, then go and check that out. And your ideal client or ideal paying customer profile contains everything about the people who are going to invest in you. So that's who they are, what they do and how they think and feel. And this usually includes demographics and various psychographics information. And I have uh, my own ideal paying client profile and it's about eight A4 pages uh, long. I'm just going to read you a couple of snippets um, from mine. So when I think about my clients running their own businesses, because obviously my uh, paying client is uh, an entrepreneur. So I have statements like this. Life is busy, so time to spend in the business is limited and constrained by life. So in an ideal world, 
they'd love it to be the other way around, or best of all, to have the best of both worlds. They're concerned that if they have a consistent, successful business, they might lose their current lifestyle and freedom. But also, they want to have a successful business to create that better lifestyle. And feeling time poor is the biggest bugbear. They talk about it all the time with friends and fellow business owners without really realising the time that they do have and how to utilise that time effectively. So do you see what I've done here? I've created lots of short statements that represent how my client's thinking and feeling and what they're doing. What I've done here is dug deep into their worries and their wants, and then I've created statements about them. And these statements get used in my sales copy, uh, on my landing pages, in my social media content, and with messages that go out to my email subscribers, because I know that my message will connect with those who are reading them. So do as much research as you can online about the people that you want to invest in you. Now, I also like to treat this exercise as a bit of a meditation and I'll virtually walk in the shoes of my own ideal paying client and I'll take lots of notes as I'm doing that. And you can also find out lots about your ideal paying clients by following them on social media and in the places where they're hanging out and talking online. And this is probably one of the the biggest hurdles that uh, business owners face is finding out where people are hanging out online. So if you do want to learn more about tapping into ideal paying clients, then I do have a deep dive episode on that on my website. So I'm not going to go into that in too much detail here. So start just by gathering information about them and build out your ideal paying client profile. So remember, you want to be specifically profiling the people who are going to put their hands in their pockets and invest in you. Because remember, Your ideal client avatar may not be your ideal paying client because they're two different people. So who are the people that are going to put their hands in their wallets and invest in you? All right, so let's move on now and let's talk about value. So what you really want to be doing is putting your focus into understanding the concept of exploiting value and not pricing. So it's a well-known fact that our customers are going to make their purchase decisions based on their own perceived value of your offering and not necessarily its price. And what I mean by that is if they can see the unique value of what your product or your service offers them, so for example, how it's going to transform their life and perhaps help them to overcome the major challenges they're facing, then they're going to be more likely to purchase. And a practical example of this is when you hear an objection that your price is too high, it actually usually means that they haven't yet realized the unique value that your product actually offers. So what you'll need to do here is make sure that you understand the true value or the transformational value of your product and make that really clear to your buyers. Uh, And I also have another deep dive episode into creating your unique value proposition that you can check out over on my website. And another really great thing to do is to turn your attentions 
to focusing on the benefits and not so much on the product or the service features or functions. And I'm going to caveat this by saying the features of a product are obviously going to be important to any of your clients, but people are going to primarily make their buying decisions based on their emotions and what they want. Okay, so we tend to buy what we want rather than what we actually need. So communicate how your own offerings benefits uniquely set it apart from everything else that's out there in the marketplace. But it's really important to remember, if you're going to sell successfully, then you need to clearly show your clients how their life will be better through using your product or service. And what you're doing here is painting a future state picture to connect with your buyer's emotions and their wants alongside all of those other useful features. And by doing this, it's going to help you to increase your chances of removing objections around your offering and then bagging that high ticket sale. This one has been quite a journey for me and it's learning to love the word no. And I'm going to say this, you're going to have to get comfortable with hearing the word no because you're going to hear it a lot. So let's talk about what that no actually means. Now, you're naturally going to make sales, but if you're selling a high ticket offering, you're going to get plenty of no's. So you need to get used to it and plan for how you're going to respond to them. So I'm an introvert and I used to be terrified of getting a no and being caught off guard with how I responded to that no. But with better planning, I actually enjoy getting a no these days because you know what it does? It gives me valuable information about my offering and my ideal paying client because you can learn so much more about your clients from their no's than from their yeses. So in chapter nine in my book, Grow Your Tribe, I dig into the different types of no's that you're likely to hear during your selling process. And in my book, I also talk about why this is and I walk you through examples of how you can respond to them. So these are the top three examples of the sales objections that I usually face. So the first one is, I just can't afford this right now. The second one is, I need to go away and think about this. And the third one is, I re- <laughs> and you've probably had this one as well. I need to go away and talk to my partner about this. So if you want to grab a copy of my book, I'll leave the details of how you can get a copy of that um, on my website and on this podcast episode. So next time you get a no, find out why they're not interested. So just go and ask them. And you'll gain a much better understanding of how they think and feel. Now, most of the time for higher priced offerings, especially with services such as business consulting or coaching, it's usually their fear of achieving success that usually sits at the heart of the no. So it'll serve you well to write down all the no's that you receive and reflect on why that is and then plan a suitable response for that the next time that very same objection comes up, because usually it's not about you. All right, so let's move on. And it's time now to focus on capturing your client's attention. And, you know, it doesn't matter what your ideal paying client is thinking, feeling 
or what their objections are to your offering if you can't get their attention in the first place. So think about it. We're all really busy. And as business owners, we've literally got seconds to make a connection and to hook that potential client into what we have to offer because their attention in us is going to be pretty short. So think about what you need to do to get their attention. And I suggest starting with thinking about your ideal paying client and what's important to them. So think about the problems you're solving for them and the transformation that they'll have when they invest in you and then sell that. So my episode on how to solve your customers problems will really help you to tap into that. And the most important thing to remember is that making high ticket sales is a no like and trust building exercise. So you're offering a solution to their problems. So think about it this way. You're working together to decide if your offering is the right fit for them. So always remember that you need to treat your clients kindly when they raise any objections and try and understand how they think and feel because there's usually more behind the objection than first meets the eye. So if you can prepare your responses in advance, you'll be able to smash through those sales objections, you'll build your confidence and you'll build great relationships with your customers at the same time and you're going to skyrocket your business. So I hope you've enjoyed my tips and have a great rest of day and I'll see you next time.